Hi, everybody. My name is Jordan Reed. I'm Lindsay Reed. And this is Spooky Spouses. Welcome. If you haven't seen our show before, we are a husband and wife podcast that we talk about anything spooky. Yes, we talk about things that are paranormal adjacent, ghosts, urban legends, spooky uh, food, (laughs) cryptozoology, cryptozoology, but food based. It's not always about food. I think this episode particularly is only about food. So if that's not your thing, uh, I'm just joking. It's not about food at all. Lindsay and I are married and we kiss, but also we have a special guest with us today. We do. It's our good friend, Kayla. Hello, Kayla. Hello, spooky spouses. (laughs) Welcome to spooky spouses. Kayla, who are you and what do you do? So I run a blog called sagefibers.com and it's all about holistic wellness and meditation and I am currently enrolled in herbalism so I like to talk about herbs and how they can enrich your life and it's super exciting. Legal herbs. (laughs) Yep, legal. (laughs) Okay, good. Now, Kayla, I also recently just started taking a bunch of mushroom supplements. Are these things that you do as well with homeopathy and stuff? Yeah, so I learn about mushrooms. I have not dived that deep into mushrooms so you probably have more knowledge than I do but I was like you had a couple tweets about how you were excited about mushrooms I was like oh I totally have to talk to him about mushrooms he really loves mushrooms I've been on the mushroom train now for a (laughs) month and I think I'm smarter and my words are gooder than before when they were bad when they were well or when they were well-ish so are you taking mushrooms yeah, just little supplements. So they're in, they're in a pill form. That's so I take two capsules of reishi, two capsules of lion's mane, and then two vitamin D3s. Awesome. Every reishi morning. is super good for you. Thank you very much. Yes. Isn't that fun? Isn't that fun? It's a mushroom. Okay. We invited Kayla to hang out with us because Kayla also does smudging. You're yeah. a, you're a, now is, are you a smudgist or a smudger? I just like to smudge. Or smudge it. <laughs> smudge it. I don't know if there's a specific word for like a person who smudges. Oh, sure. So uh, we smudge patrol. One. Yeah, you smudge can make patrol. one Smudge patrol. Yeah, that's fine. That works fine. Now, so that was your car out there that had the sticker that says steady smudging. Yeah, that was mine. Okay, that great. was totally mine. Yeah, because we talked about smudging our very first episode. Yeah, we did. And how to get rid of ghosts in your house. And it just intrigued me. I was like, you guys are so funny. <laughs> And we had no idea what smudging was. And now after reading your blog, which is awesome, by the way. Thank you. And now I have an idea what smudging is. Like, it's not just some weird thing that people do. Like, it's actually great. And it's super universal. You know, smudging has been around for so long. I mean, priests, a lot of religious figures smudge. But just the normal day-to-day person. Like, if like I will walk into a room like, "Mm, energy, not good here. It's not good. So I'll bring out my smudging tool and just smudge the space. And I instantly feel so much better. That's really cool. So, like, what, what sort of feeling do you get when you walk into a room and you can tell... This room is in need of a smudging. So it's super like unique to the person. So like I will like just walk into a room or like uh, for instance, I was studying a couple weeks ago and I was super stressed out over my studies and I was like the energy's just not good. I've been having a bad week. You know, I don't want to bring that energy into my studies. I want just like a clear head. And so I just started smudging my whole living room and I just instantly just felt better. The air was lighter and just makes me feel so good so (laughs) is lighting incense is that considered smudging is that like entry-level smudging or no 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 it's completely separate incense it's more of just like a fragrance but it's also in spiritual practices of just having a certain scent because a lot of scents are correlated with spirituality but it's not so much of clearing a space so lighting incense is kind of the equivalent of if i went and sprayed Febreze on a dead frog. I'm just sort of making <laughs> the the like so dead frog in our case be, ne- negative energy. Dead bad frog energy. linen sheets. Yeah, if I yeah. Smell. So now it smells like linen with a hint like that guy on a the frog. internet who sprinkled the salt down his arm. It's like linen with salt, you know, with a, a hint of dead frog. But smudging would be actual removal Cleansing. of dead frog. Yes, absolutely. 
And so, you know, smudging has actually been scientifically proven that from sage specifically, so there's different smudging tools, Mm -hmm. but sage will actually clear bacteria from your house and has been scientifically proven that the smoke from the sage will capture the bacteria. So like, even if you're not into like clearing spaces or the energy, you're totally like getting rid of the bacteria in your house. So if you have a little one that is sick, sage it. That's sweet. That's sweet. <laughs> That's really cool. I didn't see. I, I I always thought like like growing up, my mom lit a bunch of incense, and I remember I bought a small sage stick the very first time we went to Seattle mm-hmm. from a guy who was lighting sage, and he was selling ocarinas or something. But he was saging his ocarina. It was a very very much so like a Pacific Northwest thing to be happening. <laughs> uh, but I bought it and I took it home, and I would light it upstairs in my room and I didn't know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. I had no idea smudging even existed until what, like two months ago? Yeah. But I remember after I'd burn it, maybe it was just because it smelled good or whatever, but I remember feeling really good after oh, I burnt awesome. a big stick of sage. But I did get in trouble because my mom thought I was smoking illegal sage upstairs. <laughs> it smells. Yes. It, it, it can smell, especially white sage. It has a very strong pepper smell so it, it can kind of get confused if you're not familiar between the difference of weed or the difference between sage so yeah it can be a little stinky but yeah i think it smells very good now i feel like every <laughs> high school kid is gonna be like mom it's not weed i'm just saging i'm just, just smudging me and my buddies are smudging <laughs> but i don't think i think lucky for us i don't think any high schoolers listen to our show because we well, might be we might have aged ourselves we're probably out. not cool enough I think we're definitely not cool enough for <laughs> yeah. high schoolers. Okay, well, to sort of get things started, mm-hmm. I'd like to, I brought in one topic. I know I started last week, and I apologize for starting <laughs> last week and starting this week, but we only have one small topic, and then we're going to dive into Kayla World. So, <laughs> I have one one topic this week. So, last week I talked about how, like, you identify a cryptid. What is a cryptid? What is not a cryptid? We remember that aliens are not cryptids at all. They're, oh, yeah, they're, they're residents. They're residents, yeah. They're, Which still doesn't make sense to me. But. No. Well, it makes sense in the fact that it makes absolute zero sense. Right. But I like it, so it's fine. <laughs> so this one is a cryptid from Ohio, arguably the most famous in Ohio. It's the oh, yeah? love. It's well, and there's multiple mm-hmm. allegedly. Suppose there's there's, I don't know the difference between alleged, supposed, purported. They're or, all just whatever anybody says, and then it becomes just this tale. Okay, I don't know. I think okay. So <laughs> Caleb's boyfriend Caleb is here, and I think Caleb might be searching what the difference is. Oh, okay, you're not, okay. <laughs> um, he just, by the way, he just like looked over and just shook his head like no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> well. I'm talking about today the Loveland Frogmen. I've heard of the Loveland Frogmen, but I don't know anything about them. I'll tell you about them. Okay. I know Lovelands in my family, last name Loveland. So oh, really? Maybe there's Ooh. a connection. Ask Conspiracy? Your, ask, ask your Uncle Dale if he is a frog. <laughs> and if he doesn't answer you, he's a frog. Yep. So it's not just the Loveland Frogman, it's the Loveland Frogmen. Multiple. Oh, there's more than one. But the thing is, it's 2017. I think there are also female frogs. So, so how about frog people? Gender neutral. I think just frog. Did you just assume it's gender? <laughs> well, I think it's it says frog, frog man. man. Okay. Is that okay? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Why All right. Not? Yeah. So for, it can be whatever it wants to be. We're gonna say the Loveland frog people. Mm-hmm. I think that's good. I think that's they what's need to the update word? that. Yes, they do need to update it. So <laughs> send them an email. Dear Wikipedia, please update or the like five sad and lonely people who this is a very lengthy wikipedia article but so essentially what the loveland frog people are is it's a five foot frog sort of anthropomorphized human frog hybrid are they kind of like a bigfoot they're just out and about they're out and about they seem like they like like most cryptids they love getting hit by cars Uh, and policemen (laughs) always find them when they're on patrol late at night policemen have that um urban legend quota they do cryptozoology they quota make, they have to make. They have to, yeah, I think what, like, they, they have to hit four or five cryptids a night. <laughs> yeah, Sergeant, you only caught three. <laughs> you already hit a Bigfoot, I Dale. can't find all the fo- uh, frog people. <laughs> they're hiding. But th- they're essentially just gigantic bipedal frogs. Okay. And they can crawl if they want, but they walk on their hind legs. So are they just big frogs or are they, like, people frogs? People frogs. So, like... Bottom half people, top half frog. Not like a centaur sort of thing. Or, or like, um, what's the goat leg human top? That's a centaur, isn't it? Centaur's horse horse oh, bottom. Oh yeah. 
human top. Isn't it just a the, a demon? I'm trying to think of Narnia. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I forget what it is. Well, I forget. What I it always is think of the goat bot the goat bottom human top as being more mischievous than a centaur. Centaurs. When I think centaurs, I think resp- I I respect them. Powerful. Yeah. They're like warlord. Yeah, they're very strong. It's like I I don't think. You've ever seen, or I've ever seen, like an unfit, a wimpy yeah, centaur. like or like a wimpy, or like or just a really unfit centaur. Because if I don't know if they show themselves very often, he's like attached to a mini horse body. It's like yeah, mini horse and little miniature. guy. That's okay. It's fine. It'll be. It's cute. So it's not like a quite literal, you know, split top to bottom. It's a it's full just a person frog. with frog. I think you appearance. can equate it to like seventy percent human being, thirty percent frog. Okay. Or at least, like, in the whole general realm, what we think societally as a frog. But how did they become <laughs> how did they become frog people? Nobody knows. They're just out there. My guess, uh, like most human-animal hybrids, either uh, they've just carried over from ancient mythology, or, yeah. number two, much more likely, somewhere in Loveland, there's an animal testing lab, and they cross... They, they cross frog the genes people. with a frog and an intern. I think it's that one. <laughs> I think it has to be that an one. An intern. Those poor interns. Hold on. Let me check really quick. I'm typing. <laughs> oh, wait. We have the name of it. A satyr. A satyr's satyr. goat. Yeah, goat like human, bo- human body. I didn't know it was a called a satyr. Uh, but now I did just check. <laughs> just learned that word. I did just check uh, askjeeves.com and it is 100% true. There Ask was an intern Jeeves. and they made... A frog person at the lab. You just made that all up right no, now. No, I just... Checked. But anyway. <laughs> my, my, my favorite part of the entire article is not the very funny and very similar, like every other sighting story, encounters and stuff like that, is the opening paragraph. It's one sentence. I think it's very funny. Here we go. These amphibious anomalies have shocked and terrified both businessmen... Farmers and police officers and remain one of the most intriguing cryptozoological mysteries in the United States. What's funny, so there are a few things. Let's start back at the top. These anomalies, okay, I get it. Amphibious anomalies, we understand what that means. Kind of water, kind of not water, right? That's amphibian. Yeah. They can they can exist on land or in water. Right. But they prefer one or the other every so often. They've shocked and terrified. Not really bothered, not annoyed, but like just imagine being shocked at something, right? Oh, yeah. You, you you gasp a little <laughs> bit and terrified. I think we we sort of throw that word around a little bit too loosely, the word terrified. Yeah. Think about it. I was terrified, terrified of frog person. Terrified. It's What's... been a long since I've ever been terrified of something. Right. So. The, I think the very first time I was ever legitimately terrified or even like even anywhere close because I don't know, maybe, maybe I've never been actually like quite literally terrified was when I saw... That movie Event Horizon. Have you guys seen Event Horizon? <laughs> no. I don't know there's I a take part. Word for there's it. a part in Event Horizon. What's the actor's name? Who was Cowboy Curtis on Pee Wee, and he was Morpheus. Oh, I don't know. I haven't seen Pee Wee in years. Fish, fish man. Okay, I think Caleb. You just have frog Caleb's people. searching it for us. <laughs> Caleb. Caleb is our silent Googler. Yes, um, he is our silent Lawrence Googler. Fishburn. Lawrence Fishburne. Lawrence Fishburne. Lawrence uh, Fishburne. He's in the movie, and then the guy from Jurassic Park. Now I don't remember this guy's name. He was. The guy in Jurassic Park who was not Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> I mean, then I don't know anybody right. from Jurassic no? Park. He wasn't. Because he's the only one that I knew. He's the one who has the hat. The main guy? The main guy with the hat. Oh, I, I don't know. Yeah, so I have a confession. I've never seen Jurassic Park. That's fine. It's okay. You it's know, good. I'm it's, not a big was, Jurassic Park. Am I missing out? Well, a lot of people like I don't like, like dinosaurs, sh- so no. See, when I was little, I loved dinosaurs. We were just home <laughs> last weekend. It was brought up a lot. I guess my family really likes to bring this up, that when I was younger, I watched Land Before Time a million times. <laughs> oh, no, that's a good one. Classic. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Uh, but I, I used to love dinosaurs. But uh, Lawrence Fishburne and then the guy from Jurassic Park. Did you find out his name, Caleb? You were right. Lawrence Fishburne? Yeah. Who's the other guy with the hat? Who's the main guy in Jurassic If you just search dinosaur hat man, you might... You I'm might. so glad that we have, like, a the, Googler. The guy yeah. Park? Okay, hold on. Uh, this is so great because uh, Sam Neil, <laughs> Sam Neil, <laughs> Sam Neil, and Lawrence oh, Fishburne—they're in this movie Event Horizon, and they're on a ship, and the ship is supposed to have gone to hell, and then it comes back, oh. and they have to go find the ship. And there's a clip in the movie where they're like, "There's these demons or people without eyeballs speaking Latin, like ripping people apart." Okay, like, that's terrifying. Yeah, that's that now that's very, terrifying. That was very terrifying. Yeah. But seeing yeah. a frog person, I would more so be shocked. And oh, I'd be terrified. 
I think, yeah, if maybe if you saw one in real life. I would have to see it to, to let you know. Well, I'll let you know when I run into it. When I run into one, I'll call both of you <laughs> and I'll be like, hey, listen, this is what I just saw. And the terrified factor, I was probably about a six. So just letting you know. Terrified factor was Joe Rogan's show before Fear Factor. Where <laughs> they would factor. do where they would do absolutely I love terrifying. Joe Rogan. So do I. He's I awesome. never I never like it wasn't like I disliked Joe Rogan. I just never I just never gave him the You the, listen to the his time podcast a lot. I do. His and he's, podcast is good. Man, mm. he's he's a really good dude. He's a good human being. Uh, I like him a lot. But either yeah. way, uh, but that movie terrified me. But the frog person, <laughs> if I saw one in real life, I'm sure I'd be scared. Yeah. So it says if shocked and terrified both businessmen, farmers, now typically both means two, but it does say and police officers. But I just think this is like, it could just say people. This is, these are very oddly specific jobs. Yeah. So nobody's... People in charge. People who have a lot of control. There you yes. go. I like how they're mainly men though. So that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's very like... Today, that's very 2017. Yeah. Businessmen, businesswomen, not scared of uh, <laughs> frog people. Because we're not babies. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah uh, yes. <laughs> totally. <laughs> uh, so, okay, so it's in Loveland, Ohio, which I didn't know where it was, but it's around Cincinnati. First sighting was in 1955, of course, on a, quote, lonely stretch of road, end quote, in Claremont County. Uh, but the only thing it talks about in here in the first sighting is that it happened. Like, well, there was one then. They saw it and reported it. But then it. there's a second one. It was a guy okay. at approximately 3.30 a.m., which, how would you know that? Because this is from, like, <laughs> 1972. Wait, so, yeah, who's the author? <laughs> I don't know. He That's the thing like... about Wikipedia. They can just, like, anyone could go in there. Exactly. Right. I think, like, most most information from Wikipedia is, like, 80% true. Yeah, yeah. It's all, I feel like it's mostly, it's like the, the, the internet's hearsay. Yeah. But there was a quasi-reptilian, oh, many quasi-reptilian entities along the side of the road. It says congregating like they were busy working on a project. <laughs> <laughs> they had to finish a Venn diagram before before class tomorrow. They're was, using awesome action words. I agree. It's really setting the mood. Like, really lonely is. road, 3 a.m. Bipedal, quasi-reptilian, congregation. <laughs> the congregation has begun. Which uh, I'd like to call dibs now. Quasi-reptilian congregation is the name of my new metal band I'm starting tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> and Caleb, if you want to be in it, you can be in it. Okay. Um, so they're, they're supposed to be about three or four foot tall. Oh, so someone was driving along the road and just saw three of them hanging out and got scared. Just scared, not terrified. Uh, this one, uh, let's just say they were shocked. Okay. Because if it happens... I wanted to know what, where they were on the scale factor. Well, because I think if you see something you don't know what it is the very first time, I'd more so just be shocked. Curious. Whoa, what in the heck? And yeah. then you, like, legends and, and like, the whole mythos and stuff starts to swell and yeah. snowball, and then you become terrified. See, that's where, I like, like, the Loch Ness. Like, I think somebody, you know, just said, like, oh, I saw something, and then, like, here comes all of these myths and stories and, like, mm-hmm. Loch Ness Monster. Like, right. well, part of me still thinks the Loch Ness Monster is true, but at the same time, yeah. maybe See, not. I have a theory that it's just, because we, like, always, every, like, dive that, like, Oceana does or anything, they always find new species. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I think there's just some big thing out there, big whale or something the water, that they can't find. oceans are scary. <laughs> they are so scary. They say, like, almost half the ocean hasn't even been discovered yet. Like, oh, yeah. we just never know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lindsay and I watched this live stream, the Okeanos Explorer, by, what is it, like, the NOAA or something. Yeah. Um, they, they have a live feed of... Like a, a man or like a, a remotely operated sea uh, Ford Taurus underneath the water <laughs> that, that travels around. And it's a live feed of the, the video feed that they're, that they're capturing from the bottom. And it's really cool. A lot of different types of sponges, siphonophores, <laughs> multiple organisms, kind of like a Voltron or something. It's crazy. It's super cool. Very alien-like. Frogfish that Resident would walk like. on their... <gasps> Yeah, frogfish, so they, they haven't developed fins. They walk. They have, they're essentially bipedal, but they just scoot their butts as well yeah and they walk around anyways creepy uh the frog <laughs> oceans, people terrifying oceans are scary so are frog people uh basically i just want to talk to you guys about the frog people they're like 75 pounds um <laughs> they got one to weigh uh well like they, 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 weighed were, one. they were guessing we well and here's the thing they caught one they weighed it and then they ate it oh just kidding they <laughs> they never caught one but there was another cop 
So police officer, again, going with, it's not a farmer or a businessman, it's a cop. Yeah. Uh, a cop found one and said he saw it, like it run across the road. And then another cop said he went and checked out the scene afterwards and there were scratches on the guardrail. But then the, the, the second cop who showed up there later sort of redacted what he said earlier and said that, oh... It was just a giant lizard that someone let out of their house, I bet. Just a giant <laughs> just lizard. Just a giant lizard. That's this all. is a 75-pound giant lizard. That I think about know. that. Like, I've been to, to Cancun once, which Cancun, there's a hard rock cafe. It's just Miami, too. It's not really Cancun. <laughs> At least when you're, like, in the resort. It, it's, it, it's so stupid. But um, Cancun's not stupid. But just going there on vacation and, like, only staying, like, at a hard rock cafe, I think that's very silly. Go to, yeah. go to actual Mexico. Go Anyways. Um but there's uh, there were there are iguanas that walk around there, but no they're way huge. no way were they seventy five pounds. Those things had to have been maybe like what if they're really pounds. muscular though? I don't think. I feel like you can't judge something by looking at it. If one of those things, the size they what were, what if one was ribbed and ribbed? <laughs> I'd be very <laughs> scared. I'd be very scared. There's this uh, Instagram profile. This has nothing to do with the vlog person, but there's an Instagram page where it's like this kangaroo sanctuary. Oh. And there's this like ripped kangaroo. It looks like a, I, like oh, a I huge. I saw a photo, but I wasn't sure if that was like Photoshop. It's real. Oh and no, it's he's so, scary. It's so upsetting. Wait, so they like inject him with like steroids? No, I think he's just I the he's alpha. Just, yeah. And so like alpha males in the kangaroo family, they just somehow start to look like ripped human beings with kangaroo legs, almost like a satyr, but <laughs> like ten percent human, ninety percent kangaroo. Yeah, I so saw that picture scary. and I was like, now that is terrifying. <laughs> yes. But at the same time, I was like, that can't possibly be real. That's 100% yeah. real. That's sad. Now, if um, I were to see a ripped kangaroo, if if we somehow were able to, like, ever able to go to Australia and go there uh, and you saw a frog person, ew, gross. But if I saw a kangaroo that looked like it could easily, like, yeah, look at me Yeah, that would be way scarier. And my head would fall off, <laughs> I would be so scared. I would not win that fight. Please take it upon yourself. Have fun. Look up the Loveland Frog people. They're very funny. But all of the artists' uh, interpretations are like one says picture taken of the Loveland Frog in 2016. I'm just going to show you guys the photo really quick because all the photos are so terrible. Oh, yeah. Flashlight head, hoodie. Probably the worst quality photo I've ever seen, too. Like, if but that's how it distorted. always works out, right? Like, 100%. Bigfoot in the distance, you know, really crappy photo. Right. So. Yes. It always seems like whenever anyone's get, getting footage of some sort of a cryptid or a ghost or an alien, their camera either does not work or they have a camera from 1993 right. or <laughs> right. they're just like, oh, I forgot I'm to like, do it. I'm like, it's 2017. You can and totally go to portrait mode on your phone <laughs> yeah. and get a good photo. Not, right. But just make sure it's not backlit because then it's a silhouette. Yeah, totally. Right? Yeah. And that's just iPhone photography 101. <laughs> but it's whole, like, whole yeah, another nobody, episode. nobody has an excuse to not get good footage of anything. The camera on my phone, or should I say the phone on my camera, because I mostly <laughs> use it for, you know, whatever. I, I never talk on the phone. But the camera on here is worlds better than, like, a nice camera oh, yeah. I bought when I was in, like, ninth yeah, grade. I just bought, like, a $700 camera a couple months ago, and I haven't touched it in so long because my photo, my phone takes so much better and photos. And it's just easier, yeah. And yeah, so you fun. don't have to, like, turn it off, take off the lens, adjust all the settings. It's just there. It's just there. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And I wonder if anyone's ever just asked the cryptid, just wait a sec. Just hold on. Hold on one sec. One wait, second. wait, 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 wait. Okay. Oh, go I, to changed, the left. I changed my I changed my passcode. Just please wait. Um, I, hold on. It's doing a factory reset. Just stay, 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 stay. And good. Took it. Took yeah, it might actually take you longer to get a cryptoid like on your cell phone because then you might get distracted of like all the things like, oh, I have three new Facebook messages or like, yeah. it's like, oh, shoot, yeah. I missed it. Yeah. Please hold on. It. Fraud my passcode. It's my grandma's birthday. I do need to say, say happy sweet birthday from your sweet, sweet boy. Gam, gam. Gam, gam. Love you. <laughs> well, that's that's your that's your uh, what remedial course in Loveland frog people. Yeah. Love and that's it. in Ohio, right? Loveland, Ohio. Loveland, Ohio. Is North it? East of Cincinnati. Yes. Which, if you're going to go check out the Loveland uh, Frog, you might as well go a little bit farther south and go to Jungle Gyms in Cincinnati. Uh, amazing grocery store. Oh my gosh. Chuck E. Cheese grocery store. <laughs> wow. It's the greatest. They <laughs> it's have pretty like amazing. old, like these old Chuck E. Cheese animatronic people who dance by the jelly beans. They have like what? Oh, it could even types. almost be like haunted. I, that's pretty spooky too. I think most old that's animatronics. <laughs> yeah. Animatronics. Question for oh, okay. everyone. Are, are, they... are all animatronics able to be animatronics because they've 
uh, they possess a human spirit. They're the souls yeah. of past Chuck E. Cheese of Chuck, workers. Of Charles Edward Cheese. <laughs> Charles Edward Cheese. Do you know what the E in Chuck E. Cheese stands for? Entertainment. Oh, okay. I guess you do. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah. Charles Entertainment Cheese. Charles en- Entertainment Cheese. Cheese. Wait, so is that a real person? I bet. Maybe. Last maybe, name Cheese? Maybe Charles Cheese. <laughs> Charles I hope. Cheese. I know there's at least one Charles oh, Cheese. I hope he wasn't a stinky US. cheese. Caleb's, yeah. Caleb's seeing if there's a real Charles Cheese. <laughs> He's on it, you guys. So why Caleb is looking for Charles Cheese, uh, Lindsay and I have a very exciting announcement for everybody. We do. Go ahead. I feel like you're better at explaining this okay, than I'll I am. Okay, I'll do it. Okay. Uh, so we got in contact with our friend uh, and new, I guess, kind of a boss. Sort of. Yeah. Boss, a real boss boy in the colloquial <laughs> sense and the literal sense. Uh, our friend Colin, who's starting a brand new podcast network from the ground up. Mm-hmm. And he was very enthusiastic about our show and asked us to be a part. So now, officially, the word is out. You can tell your grandma and grandpa... That Spooky Spouses is now happily and excitedly a part of the Scavengers Podcast Network. And there's also a lot of other great podcasts on that network yeah. as well. And, and I, I don't know which ones are on there, so I'm not going to say this one for sure, that one for sure. But we're now part of a big community of podcasters and we're being supported. Uh, not really, you know, not financially, but just supported, uh, I guess, emotionally uh, by <laughs> Colin and everyone at the Scavengers Network So Colin also has a podcast called Journey Under 30. We were listening to a few episodes last night where they profile people who have made the Forbes 30 Under 30 list. Yes. And then they talk about if they can tell what these people did right or did wrong to get on the list. And then they're trying to get on the list, learning from all the pros and cons of what these people have done. It's a very funny premise. It's a very funny show. Awesome. Um, So I guess what this means for you guys is nothing, really. Nothing's going (laughs) to change. Uh, We're still going to be putting out... Uh, our show on a weekly basis, but there's more, I guess there's just more to it now. So there might be more live events. Lindsay and I were talking with Colin about potentially doing either an Instagram or a Facebook live streaming of a ghost investigation, like in Madison, Ohio, or maybe going to the, um, oh my gosh, I just forgot, the Mansfield Reformatory, a lot of stuff. So we're, we're very excited. This is very much so like the early stages of this whole process. We don't know what to expect, but we are, we are absolutely thrilled. So be sure to check out um, Colin's projects. There is a large scavengers network thing on YouTube. He has, there. there's a Facebook page as well. Again, it's all very new. This is very DIY, but expect a lot of good things. And from... check us out on Instagram or Twitter. Yes. Spooky underscore spouses. You can also email us if you have any stories or if there's anything you want us to talk about or for you to talk about, we might bring you on the show. Um, we're at SpookySpousesCast at gmail.com. So email us pictures, stories, anything. Even if you just want to say hi, just send us an email. Yeah. Two things. The G in Gmail does stand for good. Two, <laughs> our buddy Matt Fujita, he was the winner of the first Molly Monster or Monster Molly giveaway. Yes. He just sent us, I'm not being hyperbolic, a 14-page uh, essay. <laughs> We're still reading it. Of, I think, multiple experiences with photos and all this stuff. So sooner or it's later, very cool. there might be an entire half of a show dedicated to unpacking Matt's novella of a ghost story. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll take a short little break. We will. It'll be about 15 seconds long. We're going to play music <laughs> that sounds like... Our intro music. Which is right now, our... it sounds like this. Okay, welcome back. Um... <laughs> Now, getting to the important part of the show, Kayla, you are here. Hello, welcome Hi. back. Hello. So, <laughs> we talked a little bit about smudging and everything. Yeah. And things that you were doing. Yeah. So, what do you have planned for us? Do you are are you are you doing something? Are you smudging? Are we smudging? Yeah, so I want to teach you guys how to smudge and this goes oh, into so my excited. gift that I have for you oh, guys. Oh, sweet. <laughs> Kayla so, brought us an actual present. Yes. And it's awesome already and I haven't even opened it. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's an I we're opening it. It's an iPod Nano. <laughs> And it looks like And we're it all just going to be on our phones and our iPads for the rest of the show. It says in permanent marker on the back, this is Caleb's. Oh, this so is it's so an old, sweet. Oh, yeah. oh so, cool. And there are two different types. Well, there's a total of three. 
But there is white sage, which is, has a very strong pepper smell that we were talking about earlier. And then you have Palo Santo or Holy Wood. Yeah, that's true. Yes. So the okay. Palo Santo smells gotcha. super good. It smells yeah. so good. And so it's also called Holy Wood, and it's been used by indigenous people for hundreds and hundreds of years and that's just another way of smudging and so like smudging tools are super unique to you so if you want to gather a bunch of flowers and like bundle them up and wrap them up and that's what you want to use to smudge go ahead and do that so it's super unique to what you want yeah and what i read too is like you were saying this goes back so far i mean i mean it was it's been still used to this day by a lot of religious figures i'm just gonna smell this for a while for a while (laughs) i think White sage is very specific smell. So it is, gets stronger when you burn it. So is this the 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 same type of sage that I would cook with at home? Yeah, well, so there's a lot of different types of sage. So like there's white sage and then you have like your typical garden sage that does not have that like thick white coating on it and typically that's what you're going to want to like cook with. White sage is very popular to like have in tea, so it's very much like edible you can like ingest it but it's very okay. popular specifically for saging just smells so yeah, good yeah it's amazing so this this like reminds me there, there's another type of plant that has this white sort of powdery coating on it mm-hmm. and it's just called dusty miller <laughs> which <laughs> so is if everyone's you burn dusty miller everyone's neighbor's ahead. name dusty miller dusty miller yeah because when i was looking up i was doing like a little bit of research too i read your blog mm-hmm. which is just sta- sagedfibers.com yeah, is that what it is yeah. okay yeah, check it out. It's great. Um, I was like researching a little bit on how it relates to the spiritual world. Mm. And like you said, it cleanses. So people always think it clears up the negative energy in the air. So it makes total sense that you would want to do something like this to get negative energy yeah, out. Yeah, so like in the paranormal world, like, you know, they will bring like a priest in and they will have their holy water or they will even have sage even. Yeah. So what they'll do is like if there's energy within the home and there's a lot of negative energy, typically negative energy will spread really fast. So they will sage the whole home. And what you want to do is that when you are, you start to burn the tip of it and be careful because like, the red ashes and the cherries will get on the floor, start a fire. Don't want yeah. that. So <laughs> please have like a bowl under your ash. But typically what you want to do is you want to sage every corner of your house and you want to work from the outside of your house in because the idea is that you are trapping the energy in one space. Oh. So like oh. starting from the outside corners, doing all of your windowsills and going to the middle of your house, you're slowly trapping that energy inside and getting rid of it see i just thought it was sort of like a free form you you walk around and do that that's cool i didn't know you want to get all the crevices because you don't know where that energy is laying so like so just moving towards the middle you're trapping it has nowhere to go it's not going to go towards the already cleaned spaces it's being trapped it wants to run away from you and when you are getting closer to it and moving it in it's going to go away that's also that's funny because the very first time i got a massage i also said focus on the crevices <laughs> um, and it was yeah, it was fine. And all your bad energy was gone. You know it was. I also fell asleep. That's how oh, well, there you go. So Lindsay was also saying that there's also a right and a wrong way to burn your sage. You don't okay. blow on yes. it. Yes, I heard. I well, read that you don't blow on it. You waft it with yes, a feather. Yes, you. So you can use your feather or you can use your hands. But like blowing on it is just it's just dangerous. Is there <laughs> so a specific like, type of feather? Oh, uh, no. Okay. No. So, like, whatever. you can have, like, different tools that you want. So, like, I typically just use my hand. I don't have a feather. But mm-hmm. a lot of people will get, like, big bird feathers, and they will wrap them in, like, beads and crystals and all those kind of fun things, something that's spiritual to them or something right. that they're super into, and just, like, wave over it. Because if you blow on it, that red ash is just going to get on your ground or, like, <laughs> potentially hurt one of your animals. So you just have yeah. to be careful. Yeah. But it is totally safe for animals. The smoke is not going to hurt them. But you just have to be careful with the cherries because it burns kind of fast. So. so you were saying that they can like, you know, put whatever they'd like, any sort of things with an emotional attachment like on their feather, or even if it's not a feather, if it's just something, I guess a wafting device. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. okay, I'm not trying to get too philosophical, but if I have an emotional attachment to an object, does that inherently make it personally spiritual? 
Or well, no. it's 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 special to you. And you know, spiritual the term spiritual is super broad. You know yeah. what yes, I mean? I agree. So like you have different spiritual figures. For me, it's not so much of a religion. Mm-hmm. It's more of just like this is super special to me. This is something that makes me feel good and that's something that I like to use the term spiritual. So like right. I have like crystals in my home. I have crystals in probably every room of my house because it's super personal and like I think I just want my home super personal to me like the term personal is very important because we're all unique you know so whatever makes you feel good that's personal well the the sage makes my nose feel very good (laughs) Palo Santo though is probably my favorite I think it beats sage so yeah explain because what this looks like is just it looks like someone's first attempt at making a popsicle stick, and they were like, well, we can make it so there's no splinters. Uh, but it's, it's just a so, very light... Yeah, so it's the same thing. So it's it has a very high smoke content, so it's going to smoke very very much like a sage that's very quick burning. And you just like... How you normally would with sage, you're just going to get in through all your crevices, but it's just a different tool. Like I said, like you can have different tools. Like if you just want flowers or, you know, lavender, roses, whatever you want to smudge with, it's completely up to you. So there's not That's really awesome. a specific type of herb or wood or something that you can burn that you could use for smudging. You can use whatever oh, yeah. you'd like. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. So cool. Sage is just the most popular and has been around for ages. I mean, I can understand why too. Just, I mean even just based on the way it smells. Yeah, so we're, I'm going right. to go ahead and light it for you just so you guys can get a good smell of it. While it's you're lighting it, exciting. I'm going to record you lighting it. Not <laughs> with audio, but with video. <laughs> oh, this is so cool. So this is not drugs. This not drugs. is... We're smudging right now. See how it has a super high smoke content. Yeah. Jiminy Crimbus. Super awesome. And it smells so good. I can already smell yeah. it. super awesome so we'll just keep this burning right here because i even just like having it sit in my home i will like go and take a bath right just because it's super awesome that smells radically different when it's lit than when it well of course when it's not lit yeah yeah absolutely i mean because i feel like you can i don't know like we we all know how firewood typically smells but I, I would have never guessed that that's what that smelled like. Yeah, it's amazing. Jeez. I feel man. like, I mean, I'm a big aromatherapy person. Like, yes. I think Definitely. all that kind of stuff just relaxes you instantly. Whether it's, like, actually a thing or just mentally, I feel like it doesn't matter. Because a lot of people are like, oh, oils, they don't work and all this stuff. But it's like, I think mentally, if you feel well, like they work. People are always so quick to say that, but at the same time, I'm like, lavender has been around for so long. Right. Lavender is so popular. You know, it's in your soaps and your bath bombs. And like, there's a reason people love it so much. It's because right. it calms you down. And so like, yeah. people are kind of too quick to judge. But at the same time, I'm like, I bet I can go find lavender soap in your bathroom right now. Like, right. Absolutely. I promise you I will. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I think a lot of people, typically when, when it comes to like, herbology and mm-hmm. uh so what what realm would smudging fall under like what title i don't know like it's very holistic there we go yeah there we go okay. so like holistic practices i yeah. think man that smells so good yeah, holistic yes. practices <laughs> are like i think a lot of people because there's no or there's very little clinical research oh absolutely and so that's another reason why i am into herbalism in general i think people fail to realize you know aspirin came from plants Mm -hmm. and so like there's a lot of medicine today where now it's just like chemically engineered and we need to go back to the days where we got our medicine from Mm -hmm. plants and you know there's just little regulation which it sucks but i think we are slowly getting to a point where people are looking for an alternative way to quote unquote heal themselves or find balance with themselves because now we're learning you know in the western world doctors mm-hmm. they're so quick to find like you go to them and they're like oh my head hurts and they'll just like oh, okay well let's give you some pain reliever but like mm-hmm. right. for me like when I am done with all of my studies and if I want to see clients or whatever I, I decide to do I haven't gotten to that aha moment for myself yet mm-hmm. but you know herbalists they want to look at the whole body you know mm-hmm. so your head hurts okay but how is your sleeping what does your urine look like you know right. how sure. is your digestive system are you having stomach aches like there's a whole other your a whole body or a whole person and your system works as one mm-hmm. homeostasis right. yeah. it's a big balance so you know I don't think doctors 
I mean, I respect modern medicine so mm, much, yes. but they are just so quick to just get to the quick resolving issue. But, you know, we are so much more complex than that. So. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I'm not one for taking pills at all. Well, just because I can't swallow them. But (laughs) I just, like, I don't, I hate going to the doctors because of that reason. And I feel like I've leaned, what? Quick story. (laughs) Because when when Lindsay and I first started dating, I knew, well, I found out that Lindsay didn't like to swallow pills. So she had a headache one morning and I made her a smoothie. It was just (laughs) grape juice and ibuprofen. (laughs) And it was nasty. parents used to do that to me because I could never swallow pills and they would like Mm -hmm. mash it up in applesauce (laughs) and it honestly worked because I could not swallow them to save my life (laughs) but okay so I also think a lot of medicine too if okay so say you were to take uh some of the holistic medicines and stuff and if if I walked into a doctor's office someone wearing a white coat who walks in really quick okay let's do this so I read your papers okay I gotta go and they just hand you a prescription. If they were to hand me as an actual doctor, and this isn't, I'm, this is a big hype, well, not really hypothetical, but whatever, either way. Uh, and they were to hand me a stick of sage, mm-hmm. I go, oh, well, this doctor gave me this, so this must be good. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I think we were, we were talking about it before we recorded the whole power of suggestion. Mm-hmm. Um, if, and I think there was, there was even an episode, oh, I don't know, the old Penn and Teller show, Bull S Word, uh, <laughs> where, someone would be wearing a white lab coat, not a doctor at all, and they would prescribe people things and they go, okay, thank you so much. Yeah. Oh, I, I, yeah. I, I promise it works. People aren't a- asking enough questions. People aren't questioning. So, like, I mean, I was in the hospital, like, a year or so ago for an injury I had in my thigh due to uh, cycling. That's a whole other embarrassing story. <laughs> but, so they just, like, wanted to give me all these things, hook me up to these IVs. Right. I'm like, well, what is that? What does it do? What is yes. their percentage? Like, I need to know what you're doing. I'm not disregarding because what they did actually helped me. I'm mm-hmm. not saying like herbs are the end all be all. That's like not what I'm saying. But you know, when it comes to pain medication, it's so highly addictive. And I feel like that pain medication is something that is so quickly given to patients. So like, I just want people to ask more questions, even like ask me questions. Like mm-hmm. if when I get to that point of clinical work, like ask me questions. Why am I doing this? Why do I, why do you feel like that's what you need. I'll yeah. tell you, like, let's bounce off. Let's let's talk. Let's talk. And we're yeah. not talking with our doctors. And I think that's super important. So Absolutely. speaking of the power of suggestion, so there's, it's still kind of in the uh, homeopathic world, but there's the one medicine for flu or flu-like symptoms, uh, oscillocosinum. Okay. Uh, a small white box, super long name. I worked in a grocery store for a while with a wellness department. It mm-hmm. was all naturopathy and stuff. And mm-hmm. uh, I was also living in Oregon or mm-hmm. in Portland specifically. So of course there was. Yeah. Also, where I got into mushrooms. Either way, um, but <laughs> not I, drug related mushrooms. Not drug related mushrooms. Good no. mushrooms. <laughs> like I said before, I may I maybe have like one glass of wine and then we fall asleep. But um, <laughs> but there is the one the one medicine, oscillocosinum. People just call it oscillo, and I swore by it for years and years and years, and I still do. Mm-hmm. But I found out that it's mostly, or it's like I think ninety nine point nine repeating percent sugar. They're just small sugar balls and there's trace amounts, like an almost an insignificant amount of like duck liver in it, which I don't think that has any cure whatsoever for the common cold or flu, but it I makes read you it, think it does. And it's expensive. It's, so like, it's like the placebo effect. 100%. I think it's like 20 bucks for uh, six little doses and you take three a day. Mm-hmm. So it's $20 or so for two days worth of medicine, huge quote medicine mm-hmm. or no, not quotes because it's, it's a placebo effect and it had an effect on me. So I guess by definition maybe that is medicine yeah yeah, uh, yeah. colloquially i guess but mm-hmm. it worked for me and then i i i gave uh i i suggested some to our buddy eli chambers who actually wrote the music for the podcast mm-hmm. thank you eli thank you eli <laughs> also thank you for telling me i was a crazy person and taking pl- placebo drugs but that's okay but um <laughs> eli came in to work and was like you understand this is all sugar mm-hmm. and i went okay that's fine but i'm still gonna take it even knowing it's mostly sugar because mentally i think it works mm-hmm. but like I don't know. It's 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 just silly because what you can be prescribed by someone if as long as someone says take this this will work I promise. Whether it's super hardcore pain meds or whether it's a sage bundle or whether it's <laughs> uh like some what did you like tea with nettle in it? Yeah, or something. nettle is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just think the the power of suggestion especially from someone who's supposed to be like an authority figure on any certain topic, specifically medicine, Mm -hmm. that's such a strong thing. Yeah, and well, it's also super important. Like, 
you know, there is no quick fix. And I think people need to realize, like, people don't want to take care of themselves until they get sick. And so, like, herbalism, it's a lifestyle. Like, you want to take care of yourself. So, like, when you do get sick, you know how to treat it. But also, like, let's prevent it. Let's let's talk about prevention because doctors aren't so much about prevention. Let's just, like, let's have a quick fix, like, when you come to see me. Yeah, I think that the, the whole idea and the whole practice of, like, health and uh, and wellness maintenance is huge mm-hmm. like i i don't just take mushroom supplements when i don't feel good i take them every single day now yeah yeah, yeah it's every day it's a lifestyle mm-hmm. and so like that's the thing like when you go to the grocery store and you see all these health gummies pure sugar blah blah, blah you take one you're like oh i feel better placebo you know right. what i mean so it's like you're not gonna go through one bottle and be like my life is changed right you know it is a whole lifestyle practice that you have to get into and i am not an advocate for those gummies don't buy them at the store please it is just sugar please don't but (laughs) but that's the thing that gets me though is like you see i mean especially a lot of women they really care about their weight and all this stuff and their bodies and everything and they'll do anything to do these you know the shakes and the, the protein diets. yeah and like they do all this research and spend all this money but then they'll go to the doctors and get like anti-depression pills yeah mm-hmm. it's like well if you're gonna change your lifestyle with just your nutrition like why wouldn't you do that like mentally and just like spiritually mm-hmm. as well i agree mm-hmm. yeah 100 percent, i agree and if that means that maybe once a week you have okay it's taco it's taco night at the reed house also smudge night and then you smudge <laughs> Or, or so, I would so, love to have smudge night. Yeah, I'll so like night. me and some girlfriends, it kind of fell off a little while and I love to get back into it. But we had like once a month, we would like get together and just like make herbal concoctions and we would meditate together. And it was just like a big spiritual experience and something that I really looked forward to because it was like a moment of self-care. Like I'm going to take care of myself. This is like one time a month with my girlfriends and we're just going to all like feel good and have good energy. And like, right. I think that's really important. People don't do enough things for themselves. Like if you need to take a break from work, take a break. Right. Like, yeah. Please right. do. Like your mental health is so important. And like, and that's another thing that I'm trying to teach people throughout my blog is self-care is so important. And I think that's why I got so into herbalism too, mm-hmm. is like herbalism is a self-care routine. Like yeah. you are right. taking care of yourself. And plus dealing with a lot of like natural herbs and stuff and smudging, which smells very good. Mm-hmm. It tastes good and it smells good. Oh yeah. As well, right? Like who, who You guys doesn't... had a wonderful tea that tasted it amazing. It was awesome. I really like this tea a lot. <laughs> I feel like I just want to take a nap here. Oh, <laughs> like, I know. Seriously. As soon as I walked in, I was like, yep, I'm nappy. Oh yeah. They're at my house, by the way. <laughs> yeah. We, we, we drove over to Caleb, uh, Kayla and Caleb's place. That's hard to say. Uh, back it's and a tongue sure twister. You guys get that a lot. We do. <laughs> Um, also that's one thing, quick aside, when people make a really obvious joke to you and it's like, and those people think I'm probably the first person to ever make that joke. <laughs> no, you're not. You're absolutely not. Unless you were, unless you were there at the time of birth or like the, the time of this relationship got together or whatever, like you're not the first person to make the joke either way. in in terms of like self care, mm-hmm. I mean, quite literally that's, that's a very natural type of medicine, right? If you're yeah, just, absolutely. so like one of my self cares, I guess like my form of meditation even though it's not you know sitting and relaxing i wake up very early Mm -hmm. i take our dog out i make coffee and then like right now i play destiny too so i'm going to (laughs) counteract that that is meditation so meditation is people always think like oh it's just sitting still not talking not having any thoughts being in a dark room and yeah that is meditation but meditation can also be going for a walk going for a walk in nature being with yourself, having thoughts to yourself, relaxing, even if you're taking a dog on a walk and telling them not to pee on that. Yeah. Like, you are taking time for yourself. And, like, that's just, that's meditation, you know? You're just having thoughts with yourself. And, you know, yes, there, that is the traditional, like, sit there, go om. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. Yes, of course. But, you know, like I said, it's, you're your own person. Right. I, Caleb, like, I couldn't see him going, ohm. Yeah. <laughs> but he's like, no, no way. You know? I feel like the only problem with smudging is say that you have a ghost living in your house, and you've really bonded with this ghost, Don't but you also really yeah. like smudging, and then you're like, 
how do you tell them just to like but scatter that's good. For but a that's good bit. energy so like you're only getting rid of bad energy so that goes like don't oh, get rid of it that's like, a very good point yeah, it's good energy well there's the whole thing too like when you're doing an investigation or something and you're like okay evil spirits leave but good spirits, maybe you, maybe, <laughs> maybe you, you stick hang around up. a little but bit. But then that also implies that spirits are like fully aware of what you're going on, and then they're also aware enough to be. They're like, aware. I'm a bad one. Yeah, I think. <laughs> well, I did. I did yeah, murder I a lot up. of people. I think I'm. The I bad did one. open your cabinets at night and freak you out when you woke up. I should probably leave because she told me one. so, and I'm gonna listen. But all, but all your 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 good ones, then they know that they're good. Yeah. So yeah. I would say if you have, good if ghosts. you were the victim of any sort of murder <laughs> and you are a ghost you're fine if you are the murderer probably, get out yeah you're gonna, you're gonna be asked to leave See i don't later. want you around that's all very cool so kayla remind us again what the name of your blog is and like other things yeah. where where people can find you okay so like not my... your address oh <laughs> <laughs> don't want to get that off okay so my blog is called saged fibers and it's www.sagefibers.com and you can find me on instagram at kayla katie ann it's just my name so kayla katie ann and i've been wanting to change it Feel me out. I want to change my name to Sage Fibers because it would just be easier, like right. on Instagram, all out. And I used to have separate accounts of like Sage Fibers, uh. personal, but I find it very important for me to have a relationship with you guys. So having Sage Fibers separate from my um, personal, I want you guys to have a personal relationship with me too. So I decided to combine them. But um, you can find me on Twitter at Kayla Katie Ann too. So Sage Fibers is nowhere in the name on my social platforms. Besides Facebook, you can find my page on Facebook, but yeah, yeah. but check it out. It's great. I've read many uh, little blogs that you've done. Thank I you. think they're awesome. Thank you. But I have a quick little game. Oh, yes. Here so, we go. I told Lindsay I'm very excited <laughs> for a game. So Kayla really wanted a would you rather, but I kind of came up with a different idea, which mm. I think is very silly and it's pretty quick too. So it's called Strange super Superstitions or just silly. Okay. So you have to tell me if it's <laughs> it's true or not true. So they're superstitions, so they're yeah. most likely not true. Mm-hmm. But you have to just let me know if they're a true superstition or not. Or one okay. that you made up. Or one that I okay, made so up. Okay, so you made them up. Okay. Sweet. And sometimes I'm really creative and sometimes... I have Paul too I've tall. I've seen Jordan be really stumped before. <laughs> okay, so the first one. In Zimbabwe, you if you are kidnapped by a mermaid, hear me out. Uh-huh, sure, that's fine. <laughs> and your family sheds a tear for you knowing that you've been kidnapped by a mermaid. Is this a happy tear or a sad tear? Just any kind of tear. Just an emotion that you've... They're acknowledging that you have been kidnapped by a mermaid. That mermaid will not return you to your family. Oh, so this is saying mermaids prey on weakness, on emotional instability. So do you think I made that up? But is that a superstition or is that just like an event that took place? Well, I guess it's a superstition because it's never happened. But I thought it like a superstition was like, you don't, yeah, you don't want that to happen. Or like, 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 don't, like, don't go under the ladder because you'll have bad luck. I've heard that. Right. Don't. So it's okay. like that. So they don't necessarily have to be true per se, mm-hmm. but it's either, do you think it's a real superstition they have that or do you think Zimbabwe they, have. I totally made that up. I think people in Zimbabwe believe it. That if they cry, if, that their, it's a real kid, if their kid is taken, the mermaid will not return their kid. Okay. I think it's real. See, this doesn't make sense. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to say that was made up. It is actually a real superstition. That's crazy. So is it still like a current thing? People So still... I try to do research about it and why it's a superstition. Because like the ladder, for instance, yeah. like that one that you brought up is actually really good. Because I read that you're not supposed to walk under a ladder because it's bad luck. Because what the ladder used to, and it's kind of scary in its own, what the ladder used to represent was back in the day when they would hang people. You oh. would walk up the ladder and they would hang you. Yeah. So if it was you walked underneath the ladder, it was supposed to say like their bad energy of them being hung would go on to you. I so that's not. why you're not supposed to walk underneath yeah, the so ladder. That's, so that's an interesting thing about superstition. It's not so much that something didn't happen and someone just like made it up. It's like there's history behind that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of them are Greek mythology mm-hmm. and kind of that's why they're a little obscure and out there. But yeah, it's 
it's a weird thing. But yeah, that's what they really People believe in. People had interesting Chicago. lives back then. Oh, and yeah. it's weird. And there was always like these little weird stories. Some of them like have no backstory. Like the mermaid one. I don't think anybody really got caught by a mermaid. I think it's just something they told their kids. Like, Side note. Have you ever seen the mermaid do. documentary? No. It was like, it was like five, six years ago. There's, okay. I won't ruin it. Please watch it. <laughs> okay. There's a mermaid documentary. No. And it, all, and, have and it talks it about like the human interaction and evolution with like mermaids. That's sweet. I want to watch that. Yeah. All right. It's a Discovery Channel. Cool. We'll watch it. So the next one I have is in Portugal, it is bad luck to tell a bird good morning in the morning. In the morning. But But at night night it's fine. fine. (laughs) I guess, well, I guess you just don't say good morning to the bird. You could say good night. In Portugal, you can't say buenos dias. Buenos dias, bird. You have to just say like bird. <laughs> I like how that's English. <laughs> <laughs> Buenos dias. Bird. I'm really good at accents, so you know uh, I don't want to like shock anyone. Buenos dias, bird. So you cannot say it's bad luck to say good morning to yes. a bird in the morning. So yes. my my mind's going. I wonder what happened that they don't want to say good morning to birds. Yeah, right. someone was walking to work early in the morning. <laughs> great day and they saw a bird and they felt compelled because the morning was perfect they woke up they were in a great mood before their alarm clock in a great mood they're walking to work and before they get to work they're like buenos dias bird and they had the bird worst pooped day on ever. Them. bird pooped on them they walk into the glass door at their job they shatter it <laughs> it cuts their body up they're like well i'm at work i better clock in so the whole country because of that one person is not gonna see yeah, yeah, you're just not allowed to say it anymore. <laughs> just a curse. Learn from James. <laughs> Don't say good morning to a bird. So what uh, do you think? Made yeah. up or real? I, want, I, think, I want to say it's real. I want it to be real so bad. That one is made up by me. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good one. That's awesome. Totally made that up. I don't know. You can say good morning to every bird in Portugal. Knock yourselves out. <laughs> I will. I mean, look it up first. Maybe there is a thing. Maybe I'm onto something. But okay, so next one. Premonition. <laughs> Whistling indoors is believed to summon demons. And this is mostly in like Russia and like Slavic. If you whistle areas. indoors? If you whistle indoors, you are not allowed to whistle indoors because it's supposed to summon demons. Without talking about it too much, I think that's real. Yeah. No, because whistling typically implies I'm in a good mood and maybe demons prey on people being in a good mood. They want to suck out their negative or their positive energy. Yeah. And replace it with negative demon, demon, demon energy. energy. Mm, this is interesting. I think that one's real. Yeah. I think that, yep, someone whistled indoors, got punched by a ghost, <laughs> and never. <laughs> they were like, never do that again. No, they will never do that ever again. <laughs> I think that was, it's true, because like whistling indoors, I think, is actually creepy. I, I don't know. And I feel <laughs> like, I, I think it's creepy. Why would I just want to whistle indoors? Like, I can't whistle, so I'm not even going to try. But if I just came in and whistled for no good reason other than wanting to summoning a ghost. Yeah. 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 My dad whistles. My dad whistles inside all the time. Oh, you have oh, to you no. have to be careful with that. We have yeah. to sage your parents' house. We, we will. Because he's got so many demons. You <laughs> have sure. sage tools now. So. Yeah, and we're going home on Wednesday, so we will sage my dad. <laughs> that one is true. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Um, yeah, so, and they also believe that whistling indoors can summon, like, money away. Like, it could be bad luck in financial things, too. I couldn't uh, find why Christmas that was. Christmas is tight. I can't whistle. Yeah. Right. Seriously. Seriously. <laughs> I figured it was, like, kind of in the same realm where, like, people say it's disrespectful to, like, wear a hat inside. I mean, that's pretty much oh, gone yeah, now. And, but and opening an umbrella inside. Exactly. Yeah. It's that same, like, whole thing. Isn't but... it weird? I find myself, I'm not into, like, superstitions or anything, but I, like, will never open an umbrella indoor. Like, me there's either. nothing tied <laughs> to me that, like, feels a certain way. But then I'm like, you know, I just I, don't want to mess with that. No, I don't want to know what would happen. <laughs> no, I, I never do it. If, if, if I do it, it's because I closed it and it was still a little bit wet and I barely opened Oops. it to shake the water <laughs> You're out. You're like, oh no. And then I'll, and then I'll open it. Like, I'll, I'll stick the umbrella outside before I'm outside and then I'll walk outside. I just find that so funny because I think that's very universal. Like, people feel very attached to this whole umbrella right. in the indoors thing. Right. So now don't whistle indoors unless maybe, you want demons in your house. Maybe when they were filming the poltergeist, someone opened up an umbrella inside and whistled and whistled and then that's Case closed. everybody <laughs> then broke a mirror everyone died on the poltergeist <laughs> all right so the next one i have is that in germany 
if you cheers a group of people mm-hmm. with water and they're drinking, that you're actually wishing death upon the people you're drinking with. If they're drinking beer and you're drinking water, Germany you believes them? if you if you I guess it's really frowned upon if you cheers a bunch of people drinking with water. Okay, I'm gonna say yes because I feel like like if I were like a king or a queen or something like that and I had a bunch of people in this dining hall and I was the only one drinking water like I feel like that's very creepy like there's a reason why I am only <laughs> drinking water what do you think <sighs> I don't know beer is very important to a lot of people yeah. and I think that there's a lot there's a lot of rituals around drinking beer well it's not just beer it's any it's any alcoholic beverage if you cheers with water when you're sitting around a group of people all drinking alcohol. And someone's drinking a Razzle <laughs> Also, I've done that a lot because, I mean, of course there's a time in my life where, like, I was not old enough to drink alcohol. Yeah. So, yeah. like, was I cursing everybody at Thanksgiving dinner when I was right. the only one drinking water? <laughs> it's like, I didn't know. I'm sorry, Mom. I really do love you. What do you think? Oh, makes sense. I popped my knee out the day of Thanksgiving, like, last year. It and was I the was curse. Only... Yeah. It was the curse the of the water. I think it's true. It is true. Uh, nice. nice. It is a true superstition in Germany. So if you ever go to Germany, don't cheers a bunch of people with water. No. Nope. I think they'll just find it very rude, if anything. You could just say, nein danke, and that's fine. Nein danke. No, no thank, thank you. No thanks. <laughs> or just, uh, what, wave your finger at them and maybe say a German curse word or something. Could and then that. they'll just leave you alone. You don't have to worry about it. All right. So I have two more. Okay. Ready. Don't kiss babies on their elbows. Or it is said that you will never fall in love. Uh, no. No way. No. No. No way. No? Like, why would I just want to... I've never kissed someone's elbow. Like a baby, you just always, like, want to cuddle it and kiss his elbow. Well, that's the thing, doctors. <laughs> no! <laughs> I'm never just, like, holding a baby. Like, I am out of all the places, their elbow. Right when a baby's born, the doctor spanks their butt. <laughs> kisses their elbow. The mom and dad, they kiss it on... Or whoever the parents are, kiss it on the forehead, and then you kiss each elbow. <laughs> That one is not true. I made it up. You guys did not fall for the kissing of the elbows. I just thought it was really funny. Okay, so my final one is in Japan, if you sleep with your head facing the north, it's bad luck. But in Africa, if you have your head facing the west, it is also bad luck. So it's two places with the same superstition, just different directions. Okay, so like I'm not... I'm not sure about the directions. Like, there's, obviously, there's a lot of feng shui mm-hmm. and, like, people, mm-hmm. like, when they go to buy, like, I watch a lot of house hunters. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, like, there's people, <laughs> they're like, um, the kitchen is not facing the right way and, like, it would mess with the feng shui in the room. Right. And so, possibly. I'm going to say that's true. What do you think? I'm trying to think what's north of, well... I was going to say, what's north of Japan, the North Pole? What's west of Africa, South America? But I don't think it really makes a difference. There's a lot of like directional-based stuff in certain religions. So what do you think? I think... True or not true? True. It is true. Yes. The reason in Japan they say that you are not supposed to sleep with your head to the north Mm -hmm. is because when they bury you... Mm they point your head to the north. Okay. It is it is like a spiritual oh. thing. It's supposed to like represent like you have laid to rest and you are at peace. In Africa, same thing, but it's the west. So I don't know like exactly what the spiritual, like what the meaning behind it is. The well. meaning behind yeah. is it, but they do the same thing as when oh. they lay you to rest, your head faces the west. Well, the, the sun sets in the west and that seems... that. But what about the north? The north, I don't know. Maybe just the north, <laughs> if for some reason, is it just like anything. the universal direction of like maybe following the north star. It will lead you home. North mm. meaning up or forward, perhaps. Maybe. But the west, I can see that one. The sun sets in the west. Yeah. So that's when your 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 day is done and when you restart your next It could day. be. If any listeners out there want to research it and tell me. Because on our show, we don't always fully research everything. But, you know, that's for you to find out. Yeah, it's nice It's nice having Caleb <laughs> sitting next to us and he's researched a few things yeah, for us. Yeah, he's been really, really helpful. Great. We might just have him follow us around every time we do a podcast. Uh, also, if anyone sleeps with their head to the north or the west, change it. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least if you're in Japan or Africa. I th- well, now I... Where do we... We sleep with our heads to the south. I'm just going to sleep with my head, like, straight forward. <laughs> well, we're, we're good. We're... Just up. We're south. Oh, yeah. Let's just sleep standing up. Okay. But we'll face that. the south. We could do that. 
But yeah, that was just my little game of superstition or not. <laughs> Thank so. you for awesome. your game. Thank you for your game. I thought you it did was very well. Fun. Well, thanks. Yeah, and there's so many. Like it was hard to pick because there are so many superstitions. It's crazy, but some of them are absolutely ridiculous, and I think they're so fun. I'm like because like you guys said earlier, I'm like it's either something happened that you're like, oh really, that was a thing that happened, so they can't do it anymore, or like somebody just completely made it up and everybody just followed it. It seems like those old like like those old defunct laws right? oh yeah like, no camels in mississippi because of this <laughs> and they've been around since like the 1800s and they're still right law. yeah the funny laws that's another episode you guys that's that's, that's oh, yeah. funny laws are are great they're pretty great we could see if there's any ghost laws spirit, Ooh, spirit or we could just make them up let's or we just, just make start them up. spreading our own superstitions it's illegal. It's illegal to punch a ghost if it punches you first. To punch it back, you're not allowed. There's no no self defense. No physical self defense in the ghost world. This only, doesn't happen. Only reverse psychology and belittling works for ghosts. Aww. Um, it's sad, but that's that's how it goes. Uh, well, everyone, I think that'll do it for us. You kind of you've gotten. A little longer of an episode. So I know. Check that it's been out. great. It's been really great. <laughs> Thank so you fun. so much Absolutely. for being Thanks on the Thank show. Thank you for having me. It was so, great. Again, check out Kayla's blog, Saged Yes, sagedfibers.com yeah. slash, just kidding, sagedfibers.com. <laughs> Will you remind us of your social media stuff again? Yeah. So my Twitter is Kayla, Katie Ann, K A Y L A K A T I A. E-A-N-N, <laughs> and that goes for Instagram as well. And you can also find Sage Fibers on Facebook, where I put a lot of fun stuff in there too. Yeah, and we'll probably repost it on Spooky Spouses, either on Instagram or Twitter at Spooky underscore Spouses. Give us an email if you want to little, know a little bit more, and we'll hook you up with uh, Kayla. Yeah, and thank you guys so much for listening, and uh, thanks to Eli for writing the music for our show, which is untitled, but it's very fun. <laughs> um, also, a huge thank you again to Colin and everyone involved with this, with the Scavengers Network. We cannot wait to make a lot of great new content for you guys, to travel, to do live streams, to do some new giveaways, having the support of a network behind us, whether it's a DIY startup network or a very well-established network, it doesn't matter. We're actually very excited to be on the ground from from or like we're very excited to be in on the ground level with the scavengers network yeah we're very excited so keep a lookout follow the scavengers network anywhere you'd like on social media thank you guys for listening thank you and see you later bye